Canton's Morning News with Pam Cook continues now. It is a Monday morning, and that means it is time for us to have... Where's our soap opera music again today, Billy? It is a continuing saga. This one is election saga. And uh, we have State Senator Kirk Schering on our WHBC Newsline this morning. Good morning, Senator. Good morning, Pam. The saga (laughs) continues. I thought it was over. I did, too. I did, too. So because the Supreme Court has a ruling, it is not over. So you have to explain to us what the heck is going on. Well, last week on Tuesday, the 19th of July, the Supreme Court ruled that Ohio's congressional map is unconstitutional. Now, it's important for everybody to know that that would not affect this year's election cycle, the 2022 election cycle. So, uh, But what the Supreme Court said is that uh, the Ohio General Assembly – Um, must, uh, within 30 days, uh, come up with a new map for 2024. And if they can't do that within 30 days, then the Ohio Redistricting Commission has 30 days to uh, offer a map. Um, And, you know, Supreme Court cited that they thought there was uh, splits uh, in Akron and Cleveland and Cincinnati that reduced the chances for Democrats to win in those areas. So, uh, you know, it's... Something we've heard before, um, and uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out from here. Yeah, I mean, it, it like you said, it doesn't affect anything that's, I mean, we've got an election coming up at August 2nd. Yes, so uh, the, I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, the congressional primary was held on May 3rd. Uh, this primary on August 2nd is just for uh, the state legislative races in the, uh, and also the uh, state um, 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 board of election uh, races and uh, the uh, Democrat and Republican Central Committee, state Central Committee races. Yeah. And that's what will end up happening is that we'll just go through this election and then we move forward. I mean, obviously, November is going to be a big election. That's going to be important to a lot of people. Absolutely. Uh, that's when everybody will be on the ballot. Yeah. Uh, the congressional candidates, the statewide candidates, the General Assembly candidates, uh, again, the Central Committee, the uh, the State uh, Board of Education candidates, everybody will be on the ballot at that time. All right. Well, we're just plugging away. That's all we can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Also, I know that um, we you had recently, um, we had talked about this before, the possibility of it happening, and the, and the state mm-hmm. did announce the grant funding for the Brownfield Remediation and Demolition. So talk about the projects in Stark County. Yeah, well, if I may, Pam, uh, you know, we talk in terms sometimes in government that uh, needs to be defined for your listeners. So uh, Brownfield is a property that has been contaminated with pollutants. A greenfield, uh, in contrast, is a property that is pristine with no pollutants. Um, most times, uh, the brownfields are in urban areas. And it's simply because of past practices that uh, maybe were acceptable years and years ago that aren't acceptable now. For instance, uh, you might have had a dry cleaner back in the 1950s that uh, you took some of the, uh, the cleaning uh, fluid and, and just, you know, um, uh, uh, poured it in the, in the back, or you know, and and then you got asbestos. Asbestos is really a big one where we used it uh, in the past for 
uh, tile, asbestos tile, roofing, insulation, things like that. I, and I just recently ran across uh, across one where uh, somebody was storing light bulbs, and lo and behold, they they broke, and uh, there was mercury in the light bulbs, and therefore it contaminated the soil. So there's a whole slew of reasons uh, for uh, uh, these sites to be deemed as a brownfield. Now, we have the choice uh, in public policy. Do we want to just let them sit idly and continue to contaminate, or should we remediate and uh, restore them and repurpose them so that they can be used for good economic purposes? And that's why we appropriated money in the budget for uh, these brownfield grants. Stark County just recently was awarded uh, um, $500,000 in brownfield grants. And uh, in talking to uh, our uh, Stark County Planning Commission uh, Director, Bob Now, and he's also the uh, president of the Stark County uh, Land Bank, there are three projects that I think are going to get uh, this money. Uh, one is Mogador Greenhouse. That's in Lake Township. The other is a property in Maslin that they're going to demolish and then repurpose for economic development. <clears throat> and one we hear a lot about, you, you've talked to the mayor of North Canton about this, is the uh, Kmart building that they want to demolish and uh, repurpose for economic development. So, those are good projects, and uh, again, we're accomplishing two things. We're getting rid of the pollutants and, uh, most importantly, putting them back to a good economic purpose so uh, the community can benefit from that. Yeah, which they have already demolished the Kmart building. Everybody's waiting with bated breath for the Meyer store uh, to be built. <laughs> well, we, now, that's a continuing saga, too. Yes, it is. That, You're right. With, yeah, well, I... I, I've learned that uh, as a state elected official, sometimes it's best for me to stay out of local issues because <laughs> that's up to the local folks. Yes, yes, <laughs> but, I, but I we, hear you. We know, I'm not even going to wade into those waters. But, that, you know, it's all about economic development. And the, the good thing about local issues is that the, the best government is the government that is closest to the people, and that's local governments. And local elected officials, you know, have to be sensitive to the will of the people. So. They'll do what's best based upon what they think the people uh, want. And it's a long; it's, it can be a long process, can't it? When it comes to, to oh, this, well, let me tell you: anything <laughs> that de- deals with uh, with uh, zoning or uh, repurposing or whatever, there's always two sides of the issue, and it's usually very emotional. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I've, I've I've been in township trustee meetings. Uh, when I first started, where uh, there was zoning issues and the room was packed, and uh, and uh, you walk out of there and you think, geez, I don't think there's a, a a way you can get out of this without being controversial. It's it's just the way it works sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you have a, a great weekend and uh, ahead, getting busy as we head into Hall of Fame time. We'll talk more about that. Um, I had a nice tour of the Hall of Fame Village last week, so maybe next week we can discuss that a little bit more. Well, I'd love to do that. In fact, I'm uh, bringing people in uh, from all across, literally, the United States, uh, Columbus, uh, so on and so forth, to uh, showcase the Hall of Fame Village uh, because it's a great asset and uh, it's moving uh, forward. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, it, it, as you 
have seen. Uh, there's about 200 people there every day yeah. working diligently to uh, get everything ready for the upcoming festivities and, and even moving beyond that. So you want to get on that really, zip line, Kirk, do you? Uh, no, I might try the Ferris wheel. I don't know about the zip line. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the zip line when you do it. How okay. About that? All right, then never, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you have a good one, and we will talk Thank next you. Monday. Okay, I look forward to it.